0: I don't think it matters if your major has anything to do with your career. However, you need to be the CEO of your own career and you need to be proactive about building marketable skills. That's on you.
1: Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Our co-host today is Megan Pangan from MeganPangan.com. Hi, Megan. Hi, Jared. Thank you for having me here. My pleasure. I'm really excited because today we're fortunate to speak the Jenny Blake. Jenny is the mastermind behind JennyBlake.me. She is passionate about the intersection of mind, body, and business. Jenny's desire is to help others create systems to become more efficient, happier, and fulfilled. Jenny helps micro-businesses, entrepreneurs, and young professionals move beyond burnout and become a ninja using mind. Body and business. Jenny, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: (laughs) Jenny, one of the first questions we like to ask everybody that comes on the show is what is the best concert that you have ever been to?
0: Oh boy, you mean other than the Backstreet Boys? That was my (laughs) first concert when I was 16, complete with glittery (laughs) custom made t shirts that my friends and I made but the best pearl jam tried and true i've been at as many of their live shows as i can and i know that might be a strange artist to hear <laughs> given that they've been around for a while but pearl jam well, that- and then most recently bonnie bear was fantastic
1: oh bonnie I, I think that'd be a fun mashup between pearl <laughs> jam and backstreet boys
0: and bonnie bear <laughs> so be incredible. and bonnie
1: bear why not yeah so let's <laughs> roll in the blank versus blank we're going to give you two options and if you'd be willing to choose one and maybe a short reason why and megan's going to kick off with the first one
2: yeah so what about uh, new york versus
1: california
0: new york no question even though i'm california born and raised new york really? finally feels like i'm home <laughs>
1: all right fair enough all right next blank versus blank would you rather be on the trapeze or doing yoga
0: oh that's so hard <laughs> oh man daily basis yoga but trapeze is incredibly flat freeing <laughs> while flying.
1: (laughs) When I saw those videos of you doing that, I was like, is that really her?
0: Is that like a body double? Jared, you could be up there and doing catches in no time. They'll train. It's amazing how much you can learn in just two hours. I don't think my audience is ready for that. (laughs)
1: Let's roll in to finish this sentence. And Megan's going to kick off with the first one.
0: So you typically
2: read an hour or two every morning. Finish the sentence. If you don't read any other book, you should definitely read
0: Anti-fragile is the current mm-hmm. book. But if not, if that's too heady, it's a little bit, he's kind of, author's a little bit arrogant at times. The Antidote by Oliver Berkman.
1: I'm not familiar with these. Yeah, I'm not familiar with either. Yeah, the
0: Antidote is happiness for people who can't stand positive thinking. And mm. Anti-fragile is things that gain from disorder. And both to me are cornerstone books that It's okay if you're not happy every day. It's okay if you get knocked down. Your challenges really will make you stronger. And insecurity and fear and uncertainty, these are actually the lifeblood of risk and change and growth. And so both books are kind of like, don't reject the unknown. Dive into them.
2: Definitely. That's basically what entrepreneurship is all about, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) That's what it is.
1: (laughs) Jenny, I think some people could argue that you are an emerging leader as a female online entrepreneur. The next finish the sentence, my best advice for female entrepreneurs is...
0: Do things your own way. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing and just trust your gut. I think women in particular tend to be pretty tuned in to their feelings, which sometimes can feel a little woo woo. But at the end of the day, women have a very strong intuition and gut instinct. And I say go with it, even if it's counter to other advice you see out there on the internet. Awesome.
2: Yeah. Here's another one for you, Jenny. Now you're a self-proclaimed tool and template junkie. Finish (laughs) the sentence. My favorite organization tool is
0: Evernote.
2: Evernote, yeah, I love Evernote. What do you think of vision boards?
0: Vision boards. It's so funny. I'm more of a written person. I don't Mm. do a lot of vision boards, but I love Evernote and I love Google Docs and plus Dropbox. It's my power trio that I use every day, all day long. Evernote helps me organize business ideas, book ideas, writing projects. I even do my canned responses for email. I write those and keep those in Evernote. It is. Is the grand store of all things in my brain.
1: Jenny, did you go pro with Evernote? Or you I just did. Them, right? These
0: days, I'm more willing to go pro than ever before because I feel like these services are so critical to my life and business, and they're asking for a mere $5 a month. I'm not about to get right. cheap on them now. I, I will pay <laughs> just out of gratitude that these tools exist. So
1: you'll sacrifice that cup of coffee to have well, Evernote. Well, by recurring if
0: business expenses now with all these various <laughs> subscription services, it is climbing up quite high. <laughs> Sure. So I try and keep an eye on it. But in general, when I love a product, I'm happy to support it.
1: So, Jenny, what's something you love that no one really
0: knows about? That no one knows about is a hard question to ask someone who's been writing publicly for eight years. <laughs> 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 one thing I love that, that people may not get a sense of, I'm very introverted, actually. I am I always come out as an E on the Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFJ. But I'm very introverted. I actually love spending time alone. And I think because the work I do is so public and I do talk on the phone a lot throughout the day and have a lot of meetings. I just cherish being alone. I'll take myself out to dinner no problem. And I think that's something that may not come through seeing the public side. So, when
1: you're spending time alone, cuz you're in a crowded city, you right. are talking to a lot of people, you are, do have a lot going on. What is the the best alone spot for you?
0: Megan said it. I just love waking up and reading on my couch in the morning with a cup mm-hmm. of tea. That's really fulfilling for me. And then I also love going for long walks in the city of new york i feel so alive i joke on my website that i imagine that i'm the star of a movie like new york city starring jenny blake and i have this rocking soundtrack on in my ipod and my phone and i just i love it i pretend I'm like in a saturday movie. night fever yeah like <laughs> every time of... i leave the house so this yeah. is a daily thing <laughs> now you speak i was gonna say backstreet boys but... <laughs> yeah. no they've been long since retired okay fair playlist. enough <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, Jenny, you speak of waking people up in their life. I totally love that message. I felt like that because I let other people put goals and labels on me when I was growing up and going through college. What do you think keeps people in that floating through life kind of state?
0: Fear. And that's okay. We're all afraid. We all have it. I think that fear is what keeps people there but then eventually the discomfort of not taking action will start to outweigh it. And so what I find is when people have kind of a whisper in their gut that it's time for change or that they've hit a ceiling, it can be very uncomfortable and very disconcerting and very fear inducing. And it will call up all of our insecurities. But the way to wake up, as I would say, and live big is is to start taking very tiny baby steps. And my personal motto now is do one small brave thing each day. Small. I say that on purpose. <laughs> You don't need to move mountains, but one of my favorite sayings is action is the antidote to despair. Mm. You're not going to gain confidence just by sitting around thinking about it, it just happens from taking action day after day.
2: What's an example of a very small baby step for somebody who is? I'm thinking of somebody right now in my head. So what's an example?
0: One really accessible thing is set up a 20 or 30 minute phone call or coffee date with someone who's doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people fear rejection. So that might feel that I think it is a brave step to reach out to someone you either don't know very well or don't know at all and say, I love what you're doing. I would love to get your advice. Do you have 20 minutes to spare? And just doing that, setting a goal to do one of those a week will start to build that confidence muscle. Not to mention getting practical tips and growing your network in the process.
1: Jenny, you went through the building of the confidence muscle, especially this last year. You had a chapter of your life, a little bit of reinvention. Yep. So, what advice do you have for the listeners who want to transition from an existing role to something new?
0: The first piece of advice is get your body right. I know that's a funny thing to say. I wrote a post called "Bad Mood: Get Your Body Right." Like, don't even bother troubleshooting a bad mood if you haven't slept enough, you're not eating well, you're hungover. <laughs> I think it's counterintuitive sometimes when we we're about to go through big change, sometimes we're so freaked out that people will go to all different kinds of numbing behaviors, myself included, whether it's food or alcohol or TV, we just want to pretend that this is not happening. And all that's going to do is exacerbate the problem and deprive you of your best brain cells. And so for me, this last year was a doozy. (laughs) I mean, Jared, you said it like it was a year of reinvention. And it was not comfortable Mm -hmm. for a single day of last year. And the thing that kept me sane was doubling down on my wellness practices yoga I started doing five to 10 to 20 minutes of meditation every morning making sure I was eating well I cut out alcohol 15 months wow and yeah because I knew I need every endorphin drop of serotonin and dopamine that my body can give me and I think that kind of foundation and I'm not saying we all have to do this perfectly it's not about that but setting a strong physical foundation can help generate creativity and ideas and resilience when things are getting kind of crazy
2: most definitely Health, definitely, as self-care is so important for you for a lot of reasons. What advice do you have to offer to entrepreneurs, solopreneurs who want to accomplish those big goals, but they kind of struggle to keep their health as a priority? Because once you get going on, you get traction on one thing, you're like, whoop, I don't care about myself. I got (laughs) to do this
0: thing. What's your advice? I've never agreed when someone says, I don't care, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to work around the clock. That just has never worked for me because I know for me, it's not a sustainable long, term strategy. The thing I would say is pick one or two non-negotiable things that completely replenish your energy stores, schedule them in, make them non-negotiable. So for me, every afternoon, I will pry myself away from the computer, leave the house, walk to yoga class. And that's oh. I have one or two days off, but it re-energizes me on so many levels. And if I didn't make that non-negotiable, it'd be so easy for me to just schedule meetings or work right over that time. And the same goes for my morning reading. Don't schedule meetings before 10 a.m., 11 if 5 I can help it. And so I would say optimize for your best energy windows. When are you the most creative? And what is the most important thing on your plate that would move the business forward the farthest that you can slot into those times? little bit about Fitbit
2: spring clean series.
0: That was really exciting to me. I felt like I must be doing something right. If a company like Fitbit is reaching out to me, I love that they're about the intersection of technology and health and wellness. So when they asked me to contribute a post, and we're now talking about me potentially being an ambassador for them, I just felt like it's time for a clutter cleanse. I don't know why that came to me. But when I just thought about what can I contribute? <laughs> I'm not a personal trainer or a nutritionist, but yet a mental fitness and mental clarity so often comes from clearing clutter. It's kind of like feng shui for the brain. <laughs> yes. Right. And I'm, I'm also building a meditation app called Lucent with two business partners. And the whole idea is change your life in five minutes a day. That actually in just five minutes, you can clear clutter and feel more focused and strategic about the day. And I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are meditation curious, but they don't know where to start. And so that's, me. that's what we're building. <laughs> yeah. We want to build it really simple not too granola. You don't need to sit in Lotus for an hour. It's just going (laughs) to initiate this five-minute meditation and also have some social sharing to make it more fun. Can I ask when that is uh, releasing? Yeah, we're going to hopefully launch a pilot, which is going to be probably not not embarrassing, but it's always hard to do that first release but to get feedback. That will probably happen late April or May. And if any of you listening want to sign up to be part of that very early test crew, you can go to lucentapp.com. L-U-C-E-N-T app. I will definitely be a part of that. Thank you. Cool. I'd love to have you. Uh,
1: Jenny, you mentioned the windows of the energy optimization. What's your best advice on resting?
0: Take more than you think you need and don't beat yourself up when you need it, especially as an entrepreneur. Sometimes you'll wake up and have no energy and there can be pressure that. But I have this whole to do list. There have been times even recently where I felt guilty about taking a Saturday off because my to do list wasn't going anywhere. But I had Mm. to really say, you know, I think the key with all this wellness stuff for entrepreneurs is don't see it as a detractor from your business. See it as an additive factor that to take a day of rest when your body is kicking and screaming that it just desperately wants and needs that, it's not trying to sabotage you. You're not lazy. It's probably the best thing you can do. And I know for me, I'll come at it the next day twice as ready to go. I'll come at it the next day and be really energetic and productive. And so now I trust in myself. Okay, fine. I know that if I rest enough today, I'll actually be quite motivated tomorrow or the day after. So
2: being well-rested, having the energy, to go we don't always know what we are born to do how do we how does one find their passion
0: Thrill exploration. One of my favorite must read books on this topic is Cal Newport's So Good They Can't Ignore You. That Mm -hmm. quote is from a Steve Martin interview. And Steve Martin busted his ass in comedy for years, 10, 15 years. And someone said, how do you make it in this industry? And his answer was, be so good they can't ignore you. And Cal's book is all about passion is not this ephemeral thing that you need to be born with and send your life, spend your life kind of existentially searching what your passion is. Instead, start building skills and you'll eventually become so good, they can't ignore you. And that his whole perspective is, we don't really know what we're passionate about. And oftentimes, passion grows from expertise. I think the best thing that someone listening can do is be a scientist in your own life, run little experiments, you don't need to, I think when we talk about passion, as it relates to career, so often people feel like they have to make these massive moves, like quit the full time job, launch a business, move to Thailand. And instead, what can you do in one hour a week? week that is going to test a skill area and see if this thing is giving you energy. And if it is, ramp it up to two hours and then three. And and honestly, that's my journey since starting life after college in 2005. I had no, in my wildest dreams, did I think it was ever going to be a business or full-time job. I just had this idea that I like writing and sharing and reading. Why not give it a go?
1: Jenny, for those who are ramping up those hours, working on those things on the side, now they're in a position like, okay, I want to launch a product or a service. What do you say to that person that that hasn't done that yet and is about to do that?
0: It's always terrifying. It can be easy to put a lot of pressure on that. I know when I launched my first course, Make Shit Happen, I had just quit Google and I felt like if this doesn't sell, it's the ultimate referendum on my skills as an (laughs) entrepreneur and I should crawl back into my hole and pretend I never started. The best thing you can do is just have an open mind. The thing I love about business is that really it's just a formula. If something doesn't sell, then you've learned some valuable lessons. You may need to adjust your marketing, your sales copy, the product itself. There are so many aspects of the formula that you can then tweak. I take any launch, whether successful or not, as data. And it's not personal. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you're a bad entrepreneur. Let's say if it doesn't sell well. It's not a referendum on you personally. It's data about your business strategy. And it might be informing you to some blind spots that you might need to work on in terms of skill building. And so to me, it's a win. (laughs) any way around.
2: That's great. Um, I often tell people how to like be more courageous to fight fear of failure. And it's it's often very difficult. How do you encourage someone to be more courageous to take those leaps and to change that perspective?
0: You might another one of my mottos is build first courage second. Just revert, flip the order of what you're looking for. So when you're feel, when someone has a fear of failure and they're waiting for courage, just understand, as I like to say, the universe doesn't give you a courage cookie until you <laughs> do something. Yeah, right? So I think we've all had that experience where you're scared out of your mind and you take some action and then all of a sudden, boom, what? Door just flew open or this person just fell into my lap. And there's like that little reward, the little cookie that's like, hey, you're on the right track. So I think it's dropping the expectation that you are supposed to have some level of courage or lack of fear before you can do whatever it is that you want to do.
1: I'm going to go eat some Courage Cookies right now. I know. Right I wish I had a bag of those right now, man. <laughs> that, that's going to be my first product one. <laughs> <line. You didn't laughs> yeah, going to co co-branded
0: product. Courage Oh my gosh, <laughs> <for> Jenny. <entrepreneurs. laughs>
1: Jenny, another thing that you've got a lot of experience talking about is, is life after college. And there's a lot of people that listen to this show that are in that space. They're after college. And I know Megan has us just starting in university. So what encouragement do you offer to the people that are going to the university now?
0: One, have a great time. It is such an exciting part of life. And two, there's much bad rap in the media about education is useless. Our schools aren't providing what we need. And I would just say, listen, whoever expected that philosophy class was going to lead to job skills training. Just don't expect that and go into it and enjoy your class. I loved learning political science and communications. Those were my majors. I don't think it matters if your major has anything to do with your career. However, you need to be the CEO of your own career and you need to be proactive about building marketable skills. That's on you. So for example, when I, I took a leave of absence to work at a startup company and I taught myself HTML and CSS, that was a marketable skill. I taught myself. I didn't learn it in college. When I was applying to work at Google, I had to give this fake Google Earth presentation to a fake group of realtors, 12 Googlers sitting around a table. And I was applying for the training team. But midway through my presentation, I something was not working. and I had to put in a Little piece of HTML code. That one little move impressed them so much because little did I know they had like a training team website that they needed to have built. And the point is, like, you never know where those skills are going to come in handy, but it's very important while someone is in school and even long since they've graduated to continuously be saying, what are my existing natural talents and strengths and what are the marketable skills that I can build on top of them to make me an insanely appealing candidate for a company as a consultant and even as an entrepreneur.
2: That just says it all. Now you talk a little bit about relationships on your blog, which I love um, because I talk about relationships too. And what would you say to someone who knows that they're in a quote unquote complicated relationship but are afraid of being alone and they stay in that hurtful, Mm self-destructive relationship anyway?
0: It's so hard. I think so many of us have been there and it's excruciating. I don't know what causes, I mean, few things in this world cause more. Pain, discomfort, angst, sadness. Then, yes, so relationship. Pain. And I think that the real key is keep trusting your gut. And the fear can be so intense of leaving yes. a relationship. And I would just say you're not alone. Let it be scary. And if you know in your heart and your gut that time to leave, just know that you will find the strength. We are all so much more resilient than I think we give ourselves credit for. And surround yourself by people who love and support you. And that that's what's going to carry you through when you're crawling out of a situation.
1: Jenny, who is doing something that interests you?
0: Well, my love, Pamela Lim. She's one of my longtime mentors and good friends. Nancy Duarte, just I love her business and her books have really been critical to my speaking career, Resonate in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my other mentors is Susan Viali. She's a former MD. Now she's a author, speaker, coach, flamenco dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are all women that I just really admire and look up to. I love their work. And then I'd say for the fellas, the, the men that I look up to, are really thought leaders like Nassim Taleb who wrote Anti-Fragile, Dan Pink, the Malcolm Gladwell types. I love the idea of putting out a new framework or concept or idea for people to chew on, smart, motivated, hungry people to chew on. And I really am striving to do that in my own work as well.
2: What's the best place for the listeners to stay connected with everything that you're doing here online?
0: So many. Let's see. Jenny Blake.me is my new home. Lifeaftercollege.org has six and a half years of archives and great stuff. <laughs> On Twitter, I'm at Jenny underscore Blake. And if you want to be part of our really early pilot for the meditation app, that's at Lucentapp.com.
1: Jenny, do you have any final thoughts? for the listeners.
0: Final thought, rock on. You're a rock star. You don't need anything else. You don't even need to listen to any other experts. None of us have it all figured out, myself included. Someone came up to me recently after a speaking gig and they said, it's so good to hear that you were afraid three years ago when you were quitting Google and you went for it. And I was like, girl, I was afraid this morning. I wasn't sure if I should, if my business was going to make it till the next month. I just want to say when you're listening to a call like this, none of us are perfect. None of us are on a pedestal. Every day is a roller coaster and it's like the fun and just terrifying excitement of it all. Keep going. Jenny,
1: so, Megan and I really appreciate your time. We're going to go eat some courage cookies <laughs> and, jump <on> the trapeze <laughs> and probably you. start flamenco dancing. So thank <laughs> you for the love inspiration. It.
0: Thank you, <laughs> well, Jenny. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. And yeah, let's do this courage cookie bake sale in New York. I want you both.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks again. Uh, bye, all everyone. Right. Um,
0: life. Run little experiments. You don't need to, I think when we talk about passion as it relates to career, so often people feel like they have to make these massive moves, like quit the full-time job, launch a business, move to Thailand. And instead, what can you do in one hour a week that is going to test a skill area and see if this thing is giving you energy? And if it is, ramp it up to two hours and then three. And, And honestly, that's my journey since starting life after college in 2005. I had no, in my wildest dreams, did I think it was ever gonna be a business or full-time job?